You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and because my passion is to help you as dads become heroes, it's truly my joy every time we meet to bring you relevant topics that support that goal, especially when it comes to the dad-daughter relationship. And if you've listened before, I'm sure you've memorized this grid that gives us something on which to guide every topic that we cover here, which is simply these six words, on your mark, get set go. So dad, picture me on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying on your mark, which is the topic or the theme, get set as we're going to fill that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step where you can put this topic, this theme into action this week with your kids. Well, today we're honored to have a guest joining us here on the dad whisperer podcast for the third time. He's my friend, John Finch. John is the founder of the Father Effect Ministries. He's also the creator and storyteller of a documentary called The Father Effect Movie, which I strongly encourage you to watch at thefathereffect.com because it's a powerful telling of not only his personal story, but he also couples that with really great interviews from fathering experts from around the nation. John has also written a book by the same name titled The Father Effect, Hope and Healing from a Dad's Absence. Now, when John first joined us back in December of 2019, you can go back and listen to any of our conversations from the past on Spotify, Google Play, which I think now is called Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You will hear him tell about his own story of losing his dad to suicide when he was only 11 years old and later doing the very hard work of forgiving the father who abandoned him. He's also been honest about how he turned to alcohol to numb the pain that he had before being forced to admit that he had created what he calls a false persona. I'm telling you, any man that's going to go into the deep end and talk about his stuff like that, he's going to be my friend. Well, today we're going to delve in more to how he's learned to really be a great dad, a dialed in dad, an honest dad, an authentic dad in raising three daughters. Oh yes, my friend, if you saw him right here, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of hair on the top of his head. I'm sure some of that's from raising three girls. Okay, just kidding. But really, he is a guy who wants to keep it real, who wants to keep it honest, and he's going to share with you some of the ups and downs of parenting while specifically focusing on how he's invested in his three beauties as they've matured. John lives in Texas with his wife, Michelle. They've been married 27 years and together, as I just said, they're raising three daughters. Welcome, John Finch. Thanks for having me once again. Three times a charm, I baby. I know, right? Come on. I'm glad to have you back here in my neck of the woods. Well, on your mark today, John, we're calling this three keys to fathering teenage and 20-something daughters. Whoa, how's that for a mouthful? That can be intimidating. <laughs> yes, yes, but you're going to break it down. I know you will. Well, okay, forget set. Now we're going to break that down. John, you know that we love getting real. You and me, we like keeping it real. 
and you are going to be speaking to dads of daughters today about things that you've learned along the way, right? No playbook for how to raise three different daughters. Yep. And things you've learned the hard way, maybe things you've done right, things you wish you would have done different now that you look back. So tell us a little bit about your daughters, their ages, what they're interested in, so that we have a feel for what your fathering you know, hat looks like these days. Sure. So I have a 15-year-old. She is a drill teamer uh, involved in theater, just a, a sweet, sweet girl. Uh, my, my 20-year-old, she is a junior in college, uh, also just a very kind-hearted young lady, and, and she was involved with drill team and dance and things of that nature. And then my oldest, my 22-year-old, is at med school, uh, up in Arkansas and just thriving in that environment. And that's that's kind of her sweet spot. She was the kiddo that always had to be challenged. You know, it was, she's just a driven, competitive young lady. She gets that from my wife. She, okay. <laughs> that comes from my wife and from a genetic standpoint. But uh, yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey and continues to be just such a blessing to be a father of three girls. And am I right in assuming, you talked about the youngest two having some similar interests, but really all three completely different. Correct. Yes. So what have been some of those challenges in through the years navigating, you know, their journey, 15, 20, and 22? So you're looking back and saying, okay, tell other dads who are in the middle either of those same, you know, daughters with those same ages or similar ages, how'd you do it? You know, I think one of the books that's, it's so key for guys with daughters is the five love languages, right? Yep, love for it. your kids. Yep. Um, Dr. Gary yeah, Chapman. Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that early on is so helpful. Um, but in balancing their different personalities, it's interesting, and I learned this early on, in the way that I respond to them, and even the tone of voice I use. Okay, so tell the, tell the dads listening, what are the five? Because it does tie to these things you're talking about. I'm quizzing you, I'll help well, you, if you if you miss one. <laughs> yeah, so well, here's what I know. So uh, my middle one, for example, hers is gifts. You know, she just, like when I was, tra- I've been traveling all my life, as long as she's known me practically, and she was always big on gifts. And it could just be, a box. It doesn't matter. An yeah, bring her a box. pencil or right. a pen. Whatever, you as long as I her. gave her something. Yeah. So it's it's those type of things that I figured out early on. Wow, that's that's key to to really capturing my daughter's heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest one is time together. Yeah, right? quality it's, time. It's the quality time. And then I, my oldest is the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. It's you know I think it's she needs the encouragement. Right. Um, So just to review the other two, for dads listening, acts of service. So some of your daughters might light up when you make the bed for them as a surprise, or you go fill their gas tank up and they don't have to go do it, like acts of service. And then the fifth one is touch, so that you may find that your daughter just comes alive when, when she gets a hug from you and her day all of a sudden gets better because she can relax. So, okay, keep going. Yeah, no, and and I think what's interesting about that too is even my oldest, the touch part. So there's a there's a couple for each, but there's always like this main one yep. that's the key, right? We call it yep, primary and secondary. Yep. That we all have, you know, a dialect yeah. that's not our native tongue. But yes, you've watched what has awakened them, made them come alive. Yeah, and I think the sooner that we do that, mm-hmm. as dads and daughters, the better off we're going to be. Because I think there's been, and I probably even discovered it a little later than I should have. My kids were probably in middle school. Yeah. And I wished I would have probably discovered it even a little earlier than that. But it was so key in me understanding. I could use a tone of voice and say one thing to one child. 
knowing that she was going to take a certain way and run with it. Mm -hmm. And if I even attempted to say that same thing to another child, she was going to just weep, (laughs) you know, because the sensitivity of my words and how, again, the tone, even the body language. Mm -hmm. And so what's interesting, and and we'll get into it in a bit, was the listening part, right? Well, let's start with that. Three keys we're talking about today to raising teenage and 20-something daughters, and that is your first key. I think, you know, for me growing up, I have, uh, not having a father, I have, especially early on in fatherhood, I was kind of that over the top. I wanted to try to help them, um, prevent them from making mistakes. Right. And so I was so over the top. I was trying to give them all my knowledge and everything all at one point at one time. And it would be, I was more of a lecturer. (laughs) That's probably how they heard it. Didn't they? Yeah. And they did. And so, so much so that even in the latter years, as I've learned to listen more, mm-hmm. I have to be very aware of how I even start those conversations because even now, sometimes what I say in a very tender way, they'll According still to you, see it as a lecture. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very conscious of that now. But I think for dads, it's key that we lecture less and listen more, mm-hmm. right? It's... It's in those opportunities that we have. And my girls, the two oldest ones, especially college dates, when they came home, you know, a lot of times they're not going to open up right away, but like the second or third day, like they're home for holiday, right? I'll be in the kitchen at midnight and they come in there and it's like, Hmm. man, the gates just open up and they are just unloading. And I just, I drop everything. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to sit in this moment and let's have these real conversations. But listen. Even if it means you're sleep deprived. Right. Like, cause I'll, <laughs> yeah. I can catch up on sleep. I can't get this moment back. And, and with teenage girls, that tends to be the thing. They, mm-hmm. they may not want to always talk all the time, right? But man, when they want to, dude, you better drop everything and be engaged in that moment. Because it's been in those conversations, in those moments at midnight, 1, 2 a.m., that we've had some of the best conversations. Okay, so let me ask you this, John. You know, I know that you, you know, work hard in your profession, you travel, you're in sales. So how do you navigate that when you're really fried, you don't have anything left, maybe your wife needs you when you come home, and that's when your daughter wants to talk. How do you push past fatigue or resistance or your own stuff? You know, that's a great question. It, it is tough. Uh, but I think for me, and, and what's interesting is in times where I'm the most tired, it seems like I'm actually the best listener. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if it's... I've never thought of that. Yeah. There's a really good reframe. Yeah, well, and, it, and I don't know if it's if it's just a sense that I've been talking all day, and so, yeah, I would just want to listen, right? Or it, I almost seem more engaged in those times. Hmm. It's weird. But it's one of those situations where even from a creative standpoint, there's times where I'm running a little sleep that I actually do my best creative work, yeah. right, for the ministry and, and what yeah. we do. So, but I think back to the listening part, it took me so long to figure that out that, you know, a lot of times our girls, they don't want us to fix it because as dads, that's what we want to do. They don't want advice. They don't want to lecture. They don't want any of those things. Mm-hmm. They just want us to listen. I mean, to shut up, to just sit there and listen and affirm. Oh, honey, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, I hear what you're saying. You know, those type of affirmations that they see and know 
and eye contact that you are paying attention to what they're saying. Right, right. And I've had one dad that has been in the ABBA project that said he learned with his three daughters to say, is this a listening session or a fix it session? He's like, I can't read in between the lines. Like, so he'll ask that, which I think is really courageous and really wise. That's a great, I'm going to have to take that. <laughs> okay. You can, you can have that one for free as payback for coming, yeah. you know, and yet I want to underscore one other thing before we move on to, to the key number two. And that's that I can speak as a woman from this side, from my planet to yours, from this side of the universe is that dads often are starting to give input. Hello lecture, as you've called it before they even heard the whole problem or the whole dilemma. Or for me, sometimes I'm like, I'm a firstborn, so I can relate to your oldest. She's in med school. She's, you know, top of the charts, pushing herself. So if my dad starts offering a solution, I actually want him to be proud of the fact that I already navigated that on my own. And sometimes I want my dad to be proud of me. And if he steps in with a solution, I'll get mad sometimes and go, you didn't even hear what I did right. And so... I think some of that is such wisdom on your part to start with listening because dad, you want to hear the whole story. And maybe that's a practical question that you could just say is, is there more to tell? Tell me more. Cause she probably even has more to tell you if she thinks you want to still listen more. Well, and so I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as fathers is we also, as they're talking, we're already formulating our response. Mm -hmm instead of actively listening. And, and to your point, listening to the whole story yeah. before we jump in there. Because I think there's, again, it, it, it from my heart, it's, I wanna help my girls so badly, right? You just, oh my gosh, you wanna help them, prevent them from making mistakes and some of the same stupid stuff you did, blah, blah, blah. And, but I think we have to, 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 to set back from that mm -hmm. and get into, let me not be thinking about my response. Yeah. Let me engage and truly listen to what they're saying. Love it. Okay. So the first key to raising teenage and 20-something daughters in a healthy way that allows them to thrive and know dad's in their court is listening. Number two, what would you say the second key is from your journey? Praying. Uh, you know, for me, it's what was so cool. And it's one of the coolest things as a father of three girls is, um, I get emotional here. Hmm. last night you know my oldest was at med school and um she said hey dad uh is this I'm phone a, call text well this was started out as a call okay and so i said hey i'm swinging by i'm gonna load your refrigerator up because my wife gave me a bunch of food for her to i want to load your refrigerator up and then uh you know if it makes sense for me to come by if not no big deal i just didn't want to put any additional stress because she's stressed enough right. and she was like hey after you do that no, I, I want to see you real quick and hug your neck, and, and I want you to pray for me. And I was like, Whoa. oh. I'm like, yeah. You know what? I literally, <laughs> I had already done what we just talked about not doing. I had already finished your sentence. You know what I thought you were going to say? That she wanted you to fix something. Like, oh, Dad, I, I, something fell down, or can you fix? But whoa, she said, I want you to pray for me. Yes, yeah, so I got to go by there. And that's, again, without getting too emotional. Just oh come on, bring all the daughter, tears. I just told him you're yeah, gonna keep it yeah. real and be vulnerable. Yeah, no, no, no. Come and, on. And believe me, I'll start weeping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a baby. We'll take it. Yeah. So just get and go by there and just sitting in the truck and grabbing her hand with both my hands and just praying over her, right? Mm. And and in this stressful, chaotic, crazy time of her life, med school, I mean, the pressure and everything is so intense. Mm -hmm. And so that's 
those type of moments, yeah. you go, okay, maybe I did a little something right. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? she's asking for the yeah. very thing I wanted to give her. You know what? Would you mind, John, modeling to dads what a prayer over your daughter sounds like? Sure. Because I think we can go you know, anywhere and hear someone say, this is a good thing to do. And I find that dads that I've had, especially in the groups I lead, say, okay, I hear, I hear what you're saying, but no one ever told me what to actually say to make an impact in my daughter's life. And again, I've said men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. So would you be willing to pray a prayer as one that you would have prayed over your daughter last night or similar to that for a dad to hear what that would sound like? Absolutely. And and one of the things I think we as men, we get intimidated by this whole idea of praying with our daughters, with our wives, whatever, right? It's just a simple conversation to God and thankfulness, right? And it's one of those things where you go, and I, I pray this a lot. Every time we, we sit down for dinner, we're out to eat and we're praying, I always start out. Thank you, Lord, for just the blessings of these girls, mm. just how they've blessed my life and the gift that you've given me through them, et cetera, et cetera. But typically, it would go something like this. Father God, I just thank you so much just for the opportunity to be a, a father to this young lady. What a blessing. What a gift. She makes me so proud. Mm. Will you please just put your hedge of protection around her and just guide and direct her? Give her discernment in the direction that you would have her go and the decisions that you'd have her make. Just bless her, God, and direct her steps and help her to understand and know that she is a beloved child of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just something like that. And look, I mean, we're talking one, two minutes. Yeah. And, and for dads that are uncomfortable with that, it could be simply, Father God, thank you for this amazing young lady and, and how she has given me the opportunity to be a father. Amen. It doesn't have to be anything right. crazy. The thing that I got wrapped up in and made this mistake of early on, one of the things I learned in, through the movie, actually, was a conversation I had with Neil Jeffrey, and he just talked about the power of praying with your kids out loud in that fatherly, manly voice, right? Well, I would normally, up to that point, it'd be I'd walk out of the bedroom, you know, thinking I had this amazing Billy Graham prayer every <laughs> night. I was so prideful, and, yeah, I really knocked it out of the park tonight, honey. You know, telling my <laughs> wife, like, I blew them out of the water with that prayer. They're going <laughs> to, I mean, come on. But it it changed, and it was just simple. You know, just thank you, Lord. And now, here's the other key, and this is even probably one of the more, even more powerful things, is to pray when my wife is there with us, mm. to pray for my wife. With out the girls loud, listening. With my girls listening, ah. and just saying, Lord, thank you for the amazing mom that we have this amazing wife that I have her servant's heart you know and so I, I you speak that yeah through prayer affirming that into her yeah in front of my girls because she's a so daughter cool. too absolutely and did her dad ever speak words of affirmation like that to her or pray over her like that you know I don't know I'm not sure about okay, that there's another I don't, thing you could ask her yeah I don't think um you probably would have heard it after yeah. 27 yeah. years if it was there. Yeah. So I wanted to underscore that and say, you know, Dad, we've, we've had this conversation before where I've talked about your wife as a daughter too. But I, I wanted to highlight that, John, because some of your wives have never had their father pray words of affirmation over them or blessing words over them. 
And when you pray those words, it doesn't matter what age you are as a woman, what age you are as a daughter, it always goes in deep. It's like watering a plant that's wilted, you know, and we just revive with those kinds of words of affirmation and blessing and truth and belief in and love for in a way that just we we shine more we want to we want to be a better woman a better wife a better worker a better student a better daughter um because we thrive don't we you probably watch your your little flowers if you will and your wife as a flower just come to life and blossom yeah and i think that's a great point and and i'm glad you brought that up because i have not thought about that before and i think it is even as a grown man and how i still like to be affirmed by other men it's yeah well why would my wife a grown woman still not need need that affirmation crave that affirmation especially from their husband right and even if if her dad did it growing up it maybe dad isn't even around anymore to do she still it, needs it you know and you're a son of a of a dad who left your life way too early mm-hmm. and so you get a lot of that affirmation from god as a father but i love the fact that you, John, are saying, I didn't get this, but I'm going to still invest in my kids even out of what I didn't get. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, John is going to continue by giving us the third key that he's learned when it comes to raising healthy and vibrant teenage and 20-something daughters. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, Head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm talking here with my friend, John Finch. He is the founder of a movie and a book all called The Father Effect. So you can go to his website, which is simply, John, tell him what it is. TheFatherEffect.com. Yeah, E-F-F-E-C-T.com. Well, John, you've just shared about one key of leading your daughters in healthy, vibrant wholeness, I would say. Connection with you, number one, listening. listening. Number two, praying. John, what's the third key that you've found to be vital in the way that you love on your daughters? Pursuing them. I think, you know, we have a tendency as fathers, and especially as our girls become teenagers and they start their menstrual cycles and start, you know, becoming young women, we have a tendency to go, whoa, hold on a second, that's foreign. Uh, that's mom's job. That's her space and arena, whatever, right? And so we, a lot of times, have a tendency to disengage even more because that's mom and her her deal i think that's the time we got to lean in even further right because the young woman is going through all kinds of hormones and all these different things that she's she's dealing with as a teenager i think we have to be very 
purposeful in pursuing them even more in those years because they need to know that they're beautiful, that they're cherished, that they're valued, all of those things. And whether that be with my, my college-age girls, I do the best I can every day. And I'm not perfect in doing it, but every day I just send them a text, say, hey, thinking about you, praying for you, I love you. Okay, how is that pursuit because I want to break this down into a very practical steps because I actually, John, had considering calling my second book Heart Pursuit because I thought, okay, pursuit is a very masculine concept. Heart may be less masculine, sadly. I, I don't think that's a good thing for men, right? God says the hearts have to turn, not the head. God came up with that idea. So you now are giving practical ways that a dad can pursue send a text, say more. What are ways that a dad moves toward his daughter in intentional action? So it's making sure, like with my college days girls, it's making sure when they're home, I have a, a time that we're going out and grabbing ice cream, we're going to dinner together, or even on the kitchen table, we're having a one-on-one conversation as best I can, right? It's being aware of that, but making yourself available, being conscious of that. Like, okay, my daughter's only home for a weekend, I'm going to make sure I'm not up in my office working. I'm not doing some of these things that I've been really bad at the, in the past, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, my life continues. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. I got to be conscious of that. And it's also like I've gotten in the habit where I do the audio text, where they can hear my voice. Oh, that's a great and idea. And I love that. And yeah. I think they love it too, right? But it's, it's just speaking those words of life and love and encouragement into them because those teenagers are so incredibly difficult for young women, right? And I think, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a conversation with a dad yesterday who his daughter's really going through some stuff and she's starting to be triggered a lot by some of his actions in the past and he, she's having issues with him. And I told him, I said, dude, here's the thing. And he was saying, you know, I don't know whether I should still continue to reach out to her, just stop, leave her alone. I said, brother, she needs to know. Yep that you are pursuing her. She may not act it or say it right out loud. She's too cool to act like right, she likes. Right. Yeah, but somewhere down the road, attention. she's going to look back and go, uh-huh. you know what, Dad? You continued to pursue me. Yeah. Even in the moments where I hated you yeah. or didn't want to have anything to do with you. And I said, dude, it's just a simple text. Hey, I'm thinking about you and I love you. It could be a note on her pillow. Note on your pillow. One of the things I've done is the car. Like I'll sneak a note yep. before they leave and put it in the car on the dashboard or under their pillow at night. Yeah. I used to do that when the, when they were home. Uh, last night, leaving my daughter's house, she wasn't there. She was at the school before I went over there, and I got a paper towel. I just tore off a paper towel, and I found love a marker, it. and I just said, hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Hang in there. You God's got you. I save those things. I tape them in my journal because I want to remember that long after my dad is gone. My dad's 83. I don't know how much longer I'll have him. So to have those tangible representations of his love for me goes a long way. And I think what's interesting is I have seen, and I haven't looked at it every time, but I have seen my girls have saved those audio texts. See, there you go. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you one more question on this idea of pursuing. So when you're out one-on-one and you've talked about, I got to listen to them a lot. She, you know, she'll ask me to pray or I'll offer to pray. What kind of vulnerability or sharing do you do? Or is it mostly listening when you are then pursuing time with them? No, I think with, with certain situations that come up, one of the ones last night with my oldest, we were talking and, and I was sharing with her one of the struggles that I had growing up, right? Uh, just being able to share those moments again, and I think I've mentioned this, it may have been on the last podcast, 
it's being able to share some of my own struggles and difficulties because it does so many different really cool things with your daughter. It's, there's this bond that right. they know you now as more than just dad, like you're human. Exactly. You know, like you've made mistakes and being able to even share your mistakes, but even more importantly, sharing what God's done in your life as a result of those mistakes and struggles so yeah. that they see, wow, there's hope because they know they've made mistakes. They're not perfect, just like dad, you know, right. but they see, wow, this is what God did in my dad's life as a result of the mistakes he made. Wow, I wonder what he could do in mine as a result of the st- mistakes exactly. I made. Exactly. Well, let me even ask you this, though, because there may be the dad listening that says, I don't want my daughter to repeat my mistakes, so I don't want to tell her what they are. Have you ever had that happen? Where your daughters repeated your mistakes once you told them about them? I haven't, that I'm aware of. <laughs> but see, but I think you raise a good point, is I have yet to hear on my side of the universe, on Venus, where a daughter said, my dad said, you know, that he loved cocaine. So I said, I'm going to go try it. Because if you get to the part where you say what you learned the hard way, the stupid way, I think it opens up a way different conversation than just shoving it away, hiding it. Because I think the sins of the parents get passed down to the third and fourth generation when there's hidden kind of data. You get out in the, in the light and in the open, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, I think, you know, a perfect example of that is is my youngest daughter, just a couple of weeks ago, we were having this conversation and some kids at school were kind of giving her a hard time about some things. And and I walked her back to when I was a little kid, you know, and, and I was this big kid, probably the biggest in my class, and they called me Bigfoot on the soccer team and all this oh other my. stuff. Well, I was big, but they kind of thought I was dumb, right, oh. or whatever and i remember and i was just sharing with her some of those stories because there's some of that going on with with her uh-huh. and what people have just kind of labeled her or whatever and i just just the connection with that she was like wait people called you dumb you know she can't imagine that right as yeah. a daughter i'm like yeah i you know and then i just tried to go back and say hey you're not this you're not that mm. you're a beloved child god's given you gifts that he hasn't given ever you know anyone else right he's given them gifts that he haven't hasn't given you and so i just tried to help her process that to make her feel better but yeah. not not to lie or mislead her yeah. but to show her that yeah i hey I, I struggle with stuff too i love that and i've loved today john as we just get ready to land the plane that you've shared stories that have just come up this week you know, with conversations with other dads, your wife and your daughters. Like when I said at the beginning, you keep it real. You walk your talk. You live this out. Guys, can you see what I'm talking about? This is why I love Johnny's, my heart friend. Okay, well, you know that I end every show with a go step. And you've given dads three. Listen, pray, pursue. But if I had to ask you one last question, if, if dad's like, okay, I don't know where to start with all that. If you could say, here's one thing. Do this right now today before you go to sleep tonight to pursue your daughter's heart, to engage her heart, to love on your daughter, what would you say to do? You know, I think it it comes back down to the simple basic idea of the power of your words. It's just making sure that they know you love them, right? There you that go. It, it's that speaking words of life, love, and encouragement into them. And I try to do that every day. It's in the mornings I tell them I love them. And then the evenings, it's a level. Now, I'll give one bonus thing, if you will. It's also loving your wife in front of them, being intentional and purposeful so that they see what that looks like. Because they're getting a lot of other messages from the world you and all the other right. stuff, right? Yeah. They need to know that you love their mom 
And that's one of the most important things in your life. Oh, John, it's been so great to have you here today. On Your Mark has been three keys to fathering teenage and 20-something daughters. Get set. You heard John fill that in with lots of stories, lots of ideas, practical action steps, Dad, that you can take for your go step. There you go. Love them. Express love to them every day, to their mom if you can. If there's divorce, what would you say, John? You know, they still got to be very careful in the way that they're treated, even their ex-wife, because their daughters are paying attention to that. Yeah. So in the best way they can, it's don't speak ill of her, don't dog her, don't bash her. It's, hey, she's your mom. She's a great lady. She's doing the best she can, right? There you go. There you go. Practical from John Finch. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off. And together, John and I are saying, Dad, make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. <laughs>